And now, from the diamond to the dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Gunderson and Matt Hoffman, how are you guys today? Hopefully good, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, don't we, Matt? Yes, we do. It was a very good week of baseball. Definitely. Um, Twins made some history this week, Um, team history anyway. Uh, they, They had to play the Yankees for the last time this week, which we mentioned Last podcast, they played. They finished out their season series with them, and then they played the Royals this weekend, and uh, they they took uh, two of three from the Yankees, so they won as the season series against the Yankees for the first time in twenty two years. Just <laughs> let that sink in. <laughs> what were you doing twenty two years ago? I was in college. My last year in college, and uh, yeah, and um, I look. I don't if you saw the little clip of uh, Byron Buxton getting interviewed after the game, and uh, they brought that up to him, and he just takes that in, and then he goes, "Dude, I was six. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was a senior in high school when that happened. <laughs> now that I sit and think about it, it's like, man, that is a long time. We've had two class reunions since the last time the Twins beat a beat the Yankees in a series. Two class reunions. Think about that. That's embarrassing. Your 10 and 20 year came and went. Yeah. <laughs> That's... That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. But it, you know, it's just so. Yeah, so uh, Monday when we uh, recorded, uh, they went on that night to take the take the first game of the series six to one against the Yankees. Then they took game two six to two on Tuesday. Wednesday was a bad day. Uh, they. Uh, they lost twelve to six, um, largely because uh, Kenta Maeda had his worst start, I'm guessing, of his career. Um, he uh, gave up ten runs in three innings and uh, left with some pain in the elbow. Um, there was a time when people thought it might be his back, because I think he fell down. Um, um, or tweaked his back, they thought, and uh, but it was his elbow, um, and he's been put on the injured list since then. And uh, Bailey Ober's back on the team. Um, we will talk about 
his outing this weekend looked like it was pretty decent. Um, but uh, yeah, he gave up ten runs. It was, and his velocity was a little bit down from where it normally is, which isn't that high to begin with. And uh, yeah, it's been a rough start to his comeback season, hasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, it's not uncommon for a guy coming off Tommy John to not be his regular self. Uh, that first year, I guess, is what I've heard. Um, so hopefully this is just it. And he didn't act. doesn't sound like the elbow injury he's got now has anything to do with the uh, – that he's going to need any surgery or medical procedure at all. Just needs no. to No. Yeah. Basically, they're calling it. I know there's a more technical name for this injury, but mm-hmm. what they have it down is basically it's a, a version of a strained tricep is what it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Rocco said the name of it, and I couldn't tell you. But couldn't tell you what it is either. But it's uh, they always make it sound more awful than it probably is is just because they use big words. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he, he just needs to relax. I'm not, I don't think they know exactly how long he's going to be out. He has to be out at least 15 days. That's what it is for pitchers. Um, so minimum of two weeks, he'll be out. Um, and like I said, Bailey Overs up with the team again. Um, he made a start this weekend against the Royals. Um, the uh, definite positive coming out of that Yankee series is uh, Sonny Gray is still not human. Um, he had seven shutout innings with eight strikeouts and, uh, on Monday. Uh, Joey Gallo it is six homer. Kepler had three hits. Blanco had three or two hits and three RBIs. Two uh, Tuesday, uh, Joe Ryan was outstanding. Seven innings, one one run given up, uh, and won his fifth game of the season. Uh, so he's been getting the run support, definitely, um, even though he hasn't. Needed a whole lot. <laughs> um, Byron Buxton went deep in that game. So did Larnick. Jorge Polanco got two more hits that day. Then we went over the uh, the bad game on Wednesday. Uh, but there was a couple positive things. Uh, Brent Hedrick uh, went five innings. Uh, in relief and struck out eight guys, gave up a couple runs, but uh, for being thrown into a situation, that's not bad. Um, Jose Miranda's bat starting to come around. He had two home runs that day. And uh, even Emilio Pagan got through a whole inning <laughs> without anything disastrous happening. happening. Um, and so then this weekend, I was actually busy all all, for pretty much the entire Royal Series, 
except for Thursday. Uh, I had I had a you know I had to work extremely long hours, so I didn't get to watch Friday through Sunday at all. So um, you might you probably can take over here and talk about what you witnessed. I know uh, Bailey over pitch great. Uh, uh, Pablo Lopez did not. Um, uh, has not yeah. been in the last couple weeks. Um, and Bailey Ober pitched pretty decent in his last year. Yeah. So. Well, let's start off here. Thursday night, uh, yeah. the Twins won 7-1, to one and they contributed 10 hits. Kepler went uh, 2 for 4. Mm-hmm. Vasquez had a, went two for three and scored a couple runs. And Correa and Buxton together had two home runs that contributed four RBIs. Um, Mally, yeah, Mally struggled a little bit that game too. That's where he, with his injury, he made it four innings, gave up two hits. Um, he had six Ks. It kind of looked like he had a hard time kind of, you know, finding – you know, finding a spots for some of his pitches, but uh, the bullpen came in and with the combination of Stewart Moran and Duran, you know, they came in and pitched five innings, gave up one hit and struck out seven, seven guys on Thursday night. So um, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a good game. Um, didn't really get a heck of a lot out of Royals. I mean, they, Royals are just they're, they're they're off to a tough start right now. So yeah, um, yeah. Let's, Friday uh, night. Oh, uh, go ahead. Oh, the Stewart you're referring to is a guy named Brock Stewart who was. Has uh, he just been in the Twins organization this year? Uh, he started oh. out with the Dodgers. He was in the right. Dodgers organization. We got him in a trade. He has not. This game was his first game he has pitched since 2019. Well, at the big league level, but did the at Twins the big acquire, league level? Yes. When did the Twins actually acquire him? Uh that I'm not 100 percent certain. I thought it was this season. Okay, I was. I don't know. I he's a guy I'd never heard of until basically this week, and uh, but I guess he's a guy who's. I think he's. Now in his thirties, right, and uh, he's mm-hmm. not not been anything really spectacular until this uh, this season in AAA. I believe he had seventeen strikeouts and two walks before the Twins called him up, which yeah, is ridiculous uh, mm-hmm. strikeout to walk ratio. Um, and like you said, he made it. Made, he's pitched. He pitched two innings that night, struck out three guys. So. Um, yeah, it just sounded like he, yeah, he just had a, you know, like I said, it's just, he struggled kind of getting back to what he was in 2019, you know, before when he was with the Dodgers because he had injuries. So, but yeah, I mean, uh I mean, to me, he looked good. I mean, I, you know, I was, you know, what it sounds like with him is that uh, somewhere, I don't know if it was the twins uh, or somebody else kind of did some monkeying with his mechanics, and he gained like five miles an hour on his fastball. 
Probably. Yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> so yeah, now was... he throws like 97. Yeah, so <laughs> whatever whatever we're doing with him, it seems to be helping him. So It did. And um, so, yeah, then tell us about the rest of the weekend, which you were able to. All right. Well, Friday night, the Twins won 8-6. to six. I should say they pulled that one off, barely 8-6. to six. Yeah. Uh, they had eight hits. Uh, Miranda went two for four. Uh, scored a couple runs, had a home run. Uh, Kepler and Polanco together had two home runs and contributed to five RBIs. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Pablo Lopez struggled a little bit. Um, I mean, he still had seven strikeouts, but he gave up a lot of hits and a lot of runs. Yeah, also, another game where he was just, his location was just, he wasn't hitting them. Um, you know, the bullpen pitched three innings, gave up four hits and five strikeouts. Um, Yeah, I didn't get to see much of that game other than we just barely pulled that one out. Uh, Not much I could say on that one. Saturday night's night's game was... (laughs) Sounds like it was ugly. Yeah. yeah, it was not good. This was this was one that we wanted back. Anyways, your home team, the Minnesota Twins, lost three to two. Mm-hmm. Still somehow managed to get ten hits, but lost on a basically lost on a wild pitch in the ninth inning. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, yeah, um, and that's you know, and that's one thing as a as a pitcher or I'm sorry pitcher as a catcher you know you kind of I tried to watch I watched the replay and I you know they try to tell you how to you know block balls you know they go that far outside but there's only so much you can do on you know depending on how far that pitch is out there yeah to me it looked like it was a really bad bad ball I mean one of them that I don't know I don't know if Vasquez would have even gotten to it or I don't even it He's missed a few pitches this year that, you know, and he's usually a pretty good, durable catcher, you know, that's not really known for giving up those kind of plays. But, you know, I guess it just depends on who's throwing to you also. Yeah. Yeah, it was Joan Duran. So was it a – do you remember if it was like a his fastball or his, his breaking ball? I want to say – I think it was a breaking ball because if okay. I was watching the glove – the glove was going all the way toward it was going low and inside okay so so i was watching the glove uh but anyway kepler and correa and polanco had two hits each buxton went one for four but hit another home run and had contributed to the two runs uh bailey ober had a decent you know, mound, uh, play or playing on the mound of, you know, five, he pitched five innings, a little over five innings. Yeah. Gave up four hits and struck out six. Um, Sunday's game, the twins come back and won eight to four, which technically they were ahead, what, eight to one, seven to one. Um, the, uh, Royals made a little bit of a rally, but the Twins were able to hold them off. Buxton went two for four with a home run, two run or scored two runs and three RBIs. Castro and Solano, who uh, platooned together, were went two for four. Vasquez 
was contributed to two RBIs. Um, Sonny Gray, I think, had another great stellar game. Pitched six innings, gave up five hits, and seven Ks. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I mean, they that was another game they kind of shot out of a cannon, and they were they had a you know a good lead, and yeah. then obviously you know. I think that was another. I think that was a game that Pagan was kind of put in to, uh, you know, try and keep, you know, try and keep a somewhat of a decent lead. And then obviously, you know, the Royals came back with a few runs, but the Twins obviously were able to hold on and finish it out to win the series three games to one. Good deal. Good deal. So that brings their record to 17-12. And they uh, have an off day today um, before they head out on the road. Um, And they are going to go to Chicago, to the south side, play the White Sox. Uh, They have – they're going to – and then they go to Cleveland. So it's interdivisional playoff – or play time this week um so um not that not that um not that not every game is important of course they all are but a little more exemptions when you're playing guys in your division uh thankfully we have probably the we are we're in maybe the most awful division in uh the sport (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah right now the twins are you know as you know we are in the Leading the division at seventeen and twelve. Mm-hmm. Other than that, Cleveland's you know second place, and they are technically they are under five hundred right now. Two yeah. games under five hundred. Yes, they're thirteen and fifteen going into tonight. And while we're recording this, they're in New York playing the Yankees, and they're losing the first game right now. Uh, so um, yeah, so and then uh, the White Sox who the Twins with. Play, play this next three days. Uh, they're a terrible mess. Um, oh yeah, it just breaks our heart, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, eight and twenty-one. That's that is their record right there. Yeah, that's definitely. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe uh what's his name that coached last year wasn't so bad larusa maybe larusa wasn't all the problem no no um yeah it sounds like i'm hearing things that their gm not going to be around too much longer or uh yeah he's he's basically on the hot seat right now as he should be yeah and i've seen uh i saw a clip of uh, Luis Robert not hustling out of ground a ball or something. And uh, so it sounds like some bad vibes going on there. Um, it's weird, too, because, you know, they they have pretty decent talent. You know, they they were, they were supposed to be the team that, that – uh, you know, the last couple of years, they're supposed to be the favorite to win the division. So, um, not sure what uh, has gone wrong there. 
I mean, Lucas Giolito's not as good as he used to be. Um, and, uh, but he's probably, he's definitely not the biggest problem. Lance Lynn seems to have forgotten how to pitch again. Um, just everything's going wrong for them. Yeah, he's struggling a little bit. Um, did you see, uh, Scott Stone there? I want, I think that's his name, Scott Stone. I want to say he's, it's some type of. I don't know if he's a play-by-play guy, but he's something to do with some type of broadcasting for the. Oh, the Steve Stone. Steve, Steve Stone. Stone. There you go. He used to used used to uh, be the color commentator with, for the Cubs when I was growing up with Harry Carey, um, and now he's with the White Sox. Yep, um, he's he's pretty good. I heard I saw he uh, on Twitter. He apologized for something he said. Um, do you know what that was? Yeah, basically, let's just put it this way. Uh, he was making fun of, uh, or he was giving a hard time about his weight, about Lance Lynn's weight, and how he needed to probably eat a few more salads. (laughs) Well, he's not the first person to ever bring that up. Um, no, no. Lance Lynn's a big boy. Um, Mm -hmm. and... I don't know if uh, – not even sure if – do you know if Lance made a big deal about it or anything? Um, not that I – you know, not that I recall. I mean, yeah. I don't really know anything beyond that. So, But I know they were talking about, you know, some of these pitchers that are just really heavy, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, that have – you know, had decent careers, you know, mm-hmm. um, what was it? David Wells wasn't, or is it David Wells? Was, wasn't he a big guy too? Big, big guy. Yeah. CC Sabathia. Yeah. He was another around one. 300 pounds. Bartolo. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody remembers Bartolo Colon. Yep. I mean, can you, you know, Bartolo Colon was actually a skinny guy when he first started. I know. He, just, he was, yeah. He just got bigger as he went on. But I they were talking about, you know, some of these pitchers who, you know, the, the couple that you mentioned mm-hmm. had lost some weight at some point in their career, you know, had really slimmed down and it and they didn't pitch nearly as good. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. So, it was weird. Like yeah. I mean, I know that after he quit playing, uh CC's lost a ton of weight um after he quit playing. Um but for some reason, he, I remember him saying, like, if I was, you know, I put weight back on because I felt like I wasn't very good when I was skinnier. And mm-hmm. it's like, that makes no sense. But apparently it was true. <laughs> apparently it was, it worked as, you know, between their big butt and their big gut, it was some type of counterbalance. So I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> But, uh, you know, this is coming from a, I mean, my favorite player of all time was considered overweight. Um, and uh, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. Mr. Puckett. Um, and uh, one of my other favorite players famously didn't, um, didn't work out um, after a certain point in his career, Mr. Ken Herbeck. Um, so, 
But that was a different era where a lot, there was a lot more guys who looked like they could be uh, just a regular guy than some some robot, <laughs> some Megatron robot um, like they do now. Um, so, but yeah, it's weird. That's too bad. But um, so every, everything's going wrong for them. Uh, so, uh, but and speaking of going wrong, uh, Pablo Lopez, I uh, just wrote this down. Uh, since officially signing his extension, um, he's pitched uh, 10 innings, total innings, and uh, given up 11 runs in those two innings. And uh, or those two starts, and that comes out to an ERA of nine point nine zero. Did the Twins make a mistake? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just I don't. Uh, sad. <laughs> yeah, no. There's nothing. Rough, is rough Honestly, patch. yeah. There's nothing to read into that. No, you I, know. It's just interesting. And you can you can throw. I don't. I hate doing this, but I'm not a pitcher, so I can't really relate. You know, you could use that playing in cold weather. You know, has probably affected him. You know, for somebody who's never pitched in cold weather before. You know, because remember we talked about mm-hmm. that last week. You know, he pitched in the coldest weather game he had ever pitched in. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. And. You could throw that out there. I mean that you know it's hasn't been exactly spring here, no. So um, you can count that down as part of his struggles, and you know, I mean, you know, maybe some, you know, I other than playing the Royals, I guess you know the Yankees, you know, you could say he struggled against a, a Yankees lineup, yeah, you know, a decent Yankees lineup. But I I wouldn't read too much into it. So no, I, I just it's. I wouldn't either, but uh, and I didn't see anybody on Twitter doing so. But I wouldn't have been surprised if anybody tried to bring that up. Um, oh yeah, and I just thought it was interesting that it, the two things coincided um, so perfectly like that. Uh, but on the other hand, um, is Sunny Gray human? Oh. Uh. <laughs> Well, the man has a .77 ERA, and we've that's got through an entire that's, month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I can. I don't know when has he ever had a start like this in a season. I can't think of any pitcher that has, uh, let alone him. So I'm gonna say no. Um, and I mean, if he doesn't win pitcher of the month there's something wrong. Um, you know, it's not even giving up a run per, per nine innings. That, mm. I mean, that's, it's unbelievable. He's got every, every pitch he throws working. I just was watching a clip on, I guess it was on MLB network through ML, MLB.tv where they were talking about him and breaking down his pitch usage. He's like 
from last year to this year, he's uh, um, using his cut fastball a lot more often. Like, I think it went from like 10%. He's like doubled the percentage of time he's used, using it from one year to this year, from last year to this year. Like, oh, wow. He's like using it like 10% of the time last year. Now he's up to 20 and therefore not using, you know, and he's using like his other pitches um, more um, more than his uh, and his uh, straight fastball usage, his regular fastball, he's using less. Um, mm-hmm. He's adjusted to the point to the fact that he doesn't throw as hard as he did when he came into the league, and he's doing it quite successfully. Um, yeah, because when he came into the league, he he threw like ninety five, which is surprising when you see how little he is. Um, now he's he has to reach back and to get up to that, he has to throw as hard as he can. Um, yeah. he's usually around 92 nowadays. Um, yeah. So, and that's one thing, you know, and even they said before the season, Lopez had made some adjustments, Yep. you know, on his pitching, obviously Sonny Gray has, and even Joe Ryan had made some adjustments on, you know, on some of his pitching too. And, you know, I, and Joe Ryan's actually having a, I think a very good start also definitely. so far to the season. I mean, our first three guys are, you know, definitely a definitely doing great. Um, yep. You know, Mally, when he was healthy, I mean, you know, he wasn't, he was doing okay. You know, um, Maeda, you know, he had what, maybe one good game, you know, maybe two. And it's just, he's just, he struggled and, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know if it's, you know, like you mentioned, if it's, you know, from the previous injury for, or from the recovering from the injury of last year with Tom John, or is there something he's just not adjusting? You I know, think, I mean, I think the last part was he was trying to pitch through, through that elbow injury. And then he just finally like, you know what? Uh, this hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't do it until 10 runs across the board. That's Well, yeah. That's the problem. And there was the argument when he got nailed by the ball last week, when he got nailed, that, got nailed you know, they should have, yeah, they yep. should have, you know, at least sat him for a little while and made sure he was healthy. But, you know, it's, I mean, I, I, yeah, right now he's very fragile. Yeah, so. we don't know. <laughs> I mean, he, he apparently says it. It wasn't bothering him the next day, um, but I think you know it's hard to know. It's hard to sometimes believe guys whether they're telling the truth or not because <laughs> oh, they want to yeah. play so bad. They like Tyler Malley, <laughs> wow, well, or Byron Buxton even. He yeah, he would. Uh, he would. He he wasn't. He was known to uh, always try to say, I'm good, let's go. And when in reality, they had to force him to to the bench. Yeah, they like, were talking about that with like, the Dude, you Mally. just crashed into the wall, dude. You're, there's no way you're fine. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, you know, that's the, the thing they talk about with Mally. You could, you know, you ask Mally, you know, when you started seeing, you know, that his, that he was not making it, you know, it, it was getting tougher and tougher for him to make it, you know, through, you know, a, a certain number of innings or a certain number of pitches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would, you know, you could ask him, oh, how are you doing? Oh, no, I, you know, just give me a day off or, you know, give me, you know, I'll be fine. But then you go ask, you know, the trainer or a doctor and they'll give you something totally different than what he told you. So, that, so yeah, it's... are they, they're like, you know, you're not throwing as hard as you, you know, your velocity isn't as high as it normally is. You got to tell us if there's something wrong. And yeah. uh, he wouldn't, it sounds like. And uh, so that culminated into his start this week. We didn't, we didn't, I mean, we addressed it. it wasn't, it was a short one. It was, you know, by the numbers, it was pretty good. Um, you know, he didn't give up any runs or anything. But, mm-hmm. uh, after all, he pitched four innings and didn't come out for the fifth. And we're like, he's pitching a shutout. Why isn't he out there? Turns out he's got an, he himself has got an elbow problem that is, sounds like it's, I don't, doesn't sound like it's going to require surgery either, but it's a little more serious than they think my is, and they've shut him down for the next four weeks at least. Yeah. Uh, uh, they haven't officially put him on the injured list, but it's probably coming tomorrow. Um, when then we'll find out for sure who's going to replace him. Um, uh, that's actually, I believe, already been announced. Um, I haven't heard. I don't think it's yep. nope, today. Yep. Mally, it says here, Where? Uh, it, it broke earlier. Um, Tyler Mally is placed on the 15 day IL and Where? they right now have Louis Varland actually slated to start the second game of the White Sox series against Dylan Cease on Wednesday. Oh, where are you seeing that? Because I don't see that. On... Oh, I'm on. I'm on fan graphs. Oh, okay. Because it's not on trade rumors yet. But, um, but okay. So yeah, and that's what I was thinking anyway. That when they, um, you know, when it was obvious they were going to have to put him on the injured list, that. Uh, it would be Louis Varlin because they actually pitched on the exact same day. Um, so it would work out just perfect that that um, his next start matches when Mally's next start is, was supposed to be. So you could just slide it right in the rotation without a problem. So, and uh, so he'll, he'll get an extended look this time, which is nice for him. Um, he certainly deserves it. He's been outstanding in the AAA this year and was pretty good in his one start in a Yankee Stadium uh, earlier in the month. So I'm excited to see what he can do uh, mm-hmm. and see if see if he'll uh, cause a discussion whether whether he should replace Mally full time because <laughs> if he does well. That's something that will come up. Um, what what do you do if a guy doesn't deserve to go back to the minor leagues because he performed well, but uh, you're paying the other guy more? That's that's basically what's going on with Kenta Maeda's spot. Like, you know, he hasn't been good. 
And Bailey Over's been better, but they're paying Maeda about eight million dollars. You know, well, so you know, and they and can I don't, do so I don't think they're just the dodge them. You know, no, no. The, what they'll do is is, they, yeah, dumping him would be the last thing. But um, mm-hmm. what they could do is is what did what the Dodgers did with him. You know, the Dodgers. If you I don't know how much you remember when he played with the Dodgers, he he would start, but he would also come out of the bullpen. Yeah. So, yeah. and the one reason why you know Kenta was interested in coming to Minnesota in that trade was is that he had a chance to be a starter. Yeah, he was going to be a full time starter. Yep. Yep, full time mm-hmm. starter. So I could see them saying, "Hey, we're going to keep over in our starting five. We're going to give Maeda, you know, a." We're going to give him a smaller role in the bullpen, which I'd definitely be happy with that. I know Kenta might not be happy with that, but Mm -hmm. honestly, for us to get the best and the most production out of him, I think a a lesser role like that would be a very good idea, you know, at least for this year, you know, and while he's still kind of, you know, he's still, you know, obviously banged up right now with the elbow and still recovering, you know, from last year's injury, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I think it would be a good idea, and that would definitely help. You know, our uh, bullpen situation. You know, with a couple of guys, you know, in Pagan and Moran who have been struggling. Yeah, who? Yeah, so, um, I would guess that would mean. I would think because Moran does he still have options? Moran? Yeah, yeah, Moran's got Moran's got two options. So if in that scenario I would probably guess he'd be the first guy they would choose and they would just send him down to triple A. Um but maybe they would take the move everybody in Twins Country wants and um and send Emilio Pagan packing. I don't know. Um, well, and what would end up happening is, is even if they do DFA Emilio Pagan, if he makes it through waivers, the which Twins still have the option. Yeah, which more than likely he would, I would think. But you never know. There could be some desperate team out there who just needs a righty arm. And, you know, he would end up, you know, could we? he could get stashed away in AAA. So, but like I said, I think, you know, there's right now there's what? three pitchers or two pitchers that they could easily send down, mm-hmm. you know, in Josh Winder and, and Moran, you know, if they decide to make that move, but I pretty sure it would be Moran right now, just the way things are going. Right. Yeah. He's struggling with his, with his control. Um, well, I get, I think his last sounding was decent, but it was, but he had one, was it in New York? That was awful. Ah uh, yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting when you're when that uh, when that comes to fruition. What they'll do, um, and then uh, what? Uh, and speaking of uh, interesting, um, uh, they did they uh, because um, there's a time limit on these things. The Twins have activated uh, Alex Kirloff from their injured list, but then they have optioned him to AAA in St. Paul. Um, 
reason for that move is he was on a rehab assignment, and those can only last 20 days. So his 20 days are up. So he has to be activated from the injured list at that point. Um, but since he still has options and the Twins have determined he's not ready to play um, with the big league club yet, he's he's been optioned to AAA. Um, so that's an interesting move. I, I've seen a few people on Twitter who are upset about the fact that he wasn't called up to the big leagues. Um, but I think the twins are making the smart move here myself because it sounds like he's still not playing in back-to-back games, which that's the last step. He needs to do that. If he's going to play in the big leagues, you know, you can't have a guy, um, you know, of that stature sitting on the bench every other day. Um, you know, he's, he, he needs to be able to prove that he can play every day. Yeah, you know, and honestly, I'm okay with him going to AAA for mainly yeah. the reasons that you just said. And even if he was to come up, and even if he was fine and 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 good to play every day, and move and and come up to you know to the big club, I mean, who are you going to send down? I mean, you would have to send down Larnick. Well, that or uh, my brother brought this up. Um, the other the other day we were talking. Um, he's thinking they should maybe think about letting Nick Gordon go because he sucks right now. Um, <laughs> and uh, I said they probably won't do if they do that. It probably won't happen until Kyle Farmer's ready because Kyle Farmer's uh, same type of guy where he plays a utility role you know, like, like Nick Gordon. So if that's going to happen, it will be when, uh, when uh, farmers ready, which I'm not, I haven't seen an update on when, if they have an idea when that'll be. Um, I don't know if it was talked about this weekend at all. Yeah. I haven't heard nothing either, but yeah, I get it. You know, Gordon has struggled. He is. Last I saw he was, he was at one forty three. It's up up to one forty three. One forty three. Last I saw, I think it was oh ninety one. No, he he's up to one forty three now. He had a yeah, good but days. like I was saying, okay. you know, there's definitely you know everybody's like, well, why don't they get rid of Castro? Well, or why don't they you know make a move with Castro? It's like, well, like I said, you, Kyle Farmer's not back. You yeah. know, you don't want to take you don't want to take out a, you know, basically a guy that can play everywhere in your infield just to bring up another guy who, to me, is the same player as Larnick, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because that's, you know, basically, you know, an outfielder that, you know, that's, you know, it's just, to me, Larnick, Larnick and uh, Kirloff yeah. are interchangeable. So, and, you know, there is that possibility that, you know, yeah, maybe Nick Gordon could, you know, get DFA'd. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have any options, but here's the thing. Do you, do you want to, you know, what, you know, what happens if he doesn't make it through? What if somebody picks him up? I mean, 
then, then you're going to be gone. missing your. It's okay. They've yeah, got well, they've got depth. They've got they. Then that opens up a spot for Lewis when he's ready. Yeah. No. Well, no, I get it. The, the, this is a good problem to have. I mean, somebody. Mm-hmm. I think somebody in the end is going to be is going to probably be on the. You know, if it, if they don't if they don't put Larn if they don't move Larnick back down when Kirilov is ready, or if and when. You know, if they decide to go that route, I mean, everybody thinks, you know, Willie Castro should be the guy out, but it's not going to happen unless, like I said, unless Farmer's back and somebody's going to be on the hook for that, you know, somewhat of an innocent bystander in Gordon or, you know, no matter, you know, whether it's anybody else. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I said, it's just right now it looks that way just because with Gordon struggling, but, um, yeah, we'll know more. I would. I don't think we have to worry about it too much, though. I think Kirloff's going to be down there for a little while unless things, I think, go really south. You yeah. Know? And and obviously, once Kyle Farmer's back, then we'll definitely get a better picture of what we have, you know. And who knows what Nick Gordon's playing time will be by then. So. Yeah, that's the thing is uh, when Farmer's back, you know, it probably would be Willie Castro because he's not playing all that much the way it is. Um, and Twins really have really no, nothing invested in him. You know, he wasn't drafted by the team. He's making, I'm guessing, the major league minimum. Um, you know, you know, so it, it wouldn't really... Uh, be a big loss to them, I don't think, if they if they do let him go. Whereas no. Nick Gordon, um, uh, it would just look bad in the fact with because at one point in time he was your first round draft pick. Um, yeah, you know, um, you know, so that would be kind of admitting that was a mistake. <laughs> mm. Um, and you know, he's a, I don't think he's as bad a hitter as he's, as he's showing right now. I just think he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time himself, which is kind of weird just cause it seemed like he got a lot last year. So, yeah. And, you know, and obviously some of, you know, his playing time has, you know, dwindled down because, you know, because of how he's doing at the plate. I mean, I'm not, you know, him playing, you know, his out, his outfield, you know, his defense in the outfield isn't that bad. I mean, I would, I would take it over, you know, probably <laughs> maybe over a few players, but, you know, that have played out there. But it's, like I said, with, you know, Willie Castro right now is doing exactly what we brought him in to do. If we got into this situation where we have injuries in the infield, he's just, he's there to play defense. You know, you know, he's not going to do a heck of a lot with his bat, you know, and, yep. you know, he, he, he's kind of, I mean, yeah, he's only 26 years old, but he's kind of is what he is right now. So, because he's been in the league for long enough that this is just what, this is the kind of player he is. He's just, he's, he's always going to be that a bench player who can play for you in, in time where you like need to fill in a spot or two. 
Right. And just so happens that the Twins have been pretty healthy in the spots that he would cover. So, and therefore he hasn't got a lot of playing time. And like you mentioned, Gordon, a former, he said, first-round pick. I think he's still got way more value. So, and I think he's got enough value, you know, uh, you know, you know, up value to where we should try and keep him around if we can, you know, but mm-hmm. I understand, you know, obviously if something has to change, you know, we have to make some type of move now, but on it, but I, I really think they'll go for, if Kirloff's going to come up, I really think it'll, it'll be, it'll be the fact that Larnick is struggling. But he's not. <laughs> exactly. Thing. Well, he, then that's why you keep Kirilov, and that's why you keep Kirilov down in AAA. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, there's, once Farmer once Farmer comes back, things will change. But I mean, until then, it's you know that's the only way I can see Kirilov coming up if somehow you know Larnick gets hurt, or if you know if somebody in the outfield gets hurt. That is the, to me that is the only way I think that'll happen. Well, I think what they would do is they would. They'd move Larnick to DH, put Gallo in the outfield like they wanted to do in the first place. Kirloff then is the first baseman. And then you have a outfield of Gallo, um, Taylor, and and uh, Kep- Kepler for now. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then you just hope Byron Buxton actually will play center again, which... Um, at this point, I'm starting to question whether they're ever going to let him play center field again in his life. <laughs> I mean, you know, what? I, why don't okay they just it. tell us why he can't play now? I'm that's, okay with it. I you no, know I'm not. He's that's I, his most valuable asset is center field. Is his defense? Yeah. Well. I, yeah, that's a, that is a good argument. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, he's definitely a good two. You know, you know, he's good. He's good defensively. He's good. You know, hitting. You know, obviously with his bat. But yep. where does he get hurt the most? Yeah, I know. I realize but, that. Yeah, he gets hurt the most playing the outfield. So why not have a guy like, you know, have a guy like Taylor, who you know is just as good defensively as him. Now, now you're not getting the bat. That's what I mean. You have to have a bad per, you know, hitter in the lineup every day. That's the problem. Yeah. You know. You know, and he, to be fair to him, he hasn't been as bad as I thought he would be. I mean, no, no. He, this he's is... already hit four home runs. I never saw yeah. that coming. No, he's. <laughs> this is at his best. This is what he is. This, you know, I've watched yeah. Michael Taylor play quite a bit from from his days with the Royals to, you know, his time with the Nationals. Yeah. And this is, this is what he is, you know, and it's, he's, you know, some, some games, you know, his hitting is not going to help us. And there's other games, his hitting is going to help us, but you know, his fielding is always going to help us. Right. And it'd be really fun. um, Like in the late innings, if he's playing left, Buxton's playing center, that'd be so fun. You know, mm-hmm. nothing would drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just, I my main concern is getting Buxton through a whole season or as much. Of course, or, of course. You know, 
I, if it means if it means DHing him, I'll take it. Because for the rest his, of his career. Well, not well. I'm going to start small. I'm not worried about the rest of his career. I'm going to start I small am. and say, no. say you know, let's start out with you know at least for the the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, it's I'm okay with it right now because you know what, whatever it takes for us to win ball games. Right. I uh, I'm just just wondering like at what point would uh, you know because he's not. At least, you know, in the media, he's definitely not complaining about it. But no, I'm just wondering if uh, if there is a point where he might be like, I'm mm. fully healthy, guys. Put me out there. <laughs> if this team was if this team was struggling, you probably might yeah. get a little bit of grumbling. But he probably knows, hey, Michael A. Taylor's out there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's it's you know, it's not me, but it's just it's the next best thing. You know, right now, you know, and this is the way I think, you know, on a lot of anything sports related, it's what's best for the team. And right now, this is what's best for the team, because you are still getting a decent defensive everyday center fielder out there. And you got a healthy Byron Buxton, who is, yeah, yeah, you got a healthy Byron Buxton, Mm -hmm. who is, who is producing. Yeah, and and he's not hurt. This is true. No, yeah, he's, uh, he, you know, he didn't start off so great, but now he's starting to, he hit a few home runs this week. It looks like he's starting to settle in and show us exactly what that bat can do. So mm-hmm. that is nice that he's doing that. Um, one thing I didn't write down here, but uh, I think we should talk about it since he is the, he was the talk of all off season. What's wrong with Carlos Correa? <laughs> He's not uh, 200, is he? 202. 202? That's still awful. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think, is he a notoriously slow starter? I, you know, I, can't remember. I, I really don't know. I, I'm i definitely, he's probably one of the list of, on a list of players that I'm really disappointed so far on this on the start. Of, you know, this season, like, you know, him, I'm not, you know, overly impressed with Miranda. I mean, they're just, they're just really off to some really slow starts, which think of how much better this team could be if those two were producing, you know. Miranda Um, at least has shown signs of life this week. Yeah, this week. He's hit about three or four home runs now this week. Yeah. So, so he looks like he's turning it around, but Carlos... Uh, he's got a couple home runs, and that seems to be really it. He's playing his normal great defense, so that mm-hmm. that's definitely not the problem. It's just he's not getting any hits. It's it's weird. Yeah, uh-huh. it is. I mean, like I said, baseball's a streaky game. You know, yep. I you know all it takes is maybe him to have a couple good consistent games of hitting the ball and you know being productive and it could turn around and I'm I mean sure it's so, but. you know right now I'm not I'm not going to be overly worried about it I mean if this was if this was probably the end of May maybe June I would maybe start worrying a little bit more yeah definitely we'd be like 
you're playing hurt, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> or something. You you know, there's just some you yeah. would have to make some type of an adjustment that yeah. or else there's just something something's not going right or you yeah. know. Definitely. Yeah, it's something but it's just something to, something else to keep our eye on. Um just uh but guy who's come back with uh come back this week and uh playing like he's he wasn't ever gone, Jorge Polanco. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's was he got three home runs already? Three home runs and he's batting three seventy one so far in the he's first seven. eight games. Jeepers, have we missed that guy? Um and uh so yeah, he's he's uh come through He's already had a couple, a few clutch hits, and he's definitely he might be the guy. Like if we just need a hit, not necessarily a home run, but just a hit, he might be the guy I pick on this team. That oh yeah, that if he's definitely by far probably the and and to me he's always been this guy. He's always been the clutch guy. Yeah, I mean you know I and it and even in years past, you know, I've almost thought he was a lot more clutch than, you know, Luis arise, but yeah, in big moments, I, on this team, when in big moments, there's nobody else I'd rather have up there than Polanco. Even if he does, even if he's batting, you know, high two hundreds and, you know, I mean, he's still the guy he knows how to, he knows how to come through in big moments. Yeah. He's, he's got that, Whatever that's called, he's got that. And we've missed that, so it's nice that he's come back. And um, So I can't wait. Hopefully he's past the injury issues and will be around the whole rest of the year. Um, and uh, let's see, what else? Um, we already talked about what's coming up this week is Couple AL Central matchups. Um, one against the the White Sox, who aren't good, and the uh, Cleveland Guardians, who they're they're struggling in their own right. Not nearly as bad as the uh, White Sox, but I think everybody thought they would be um, definitely above five hundred, and they're just they're. They're just below 500, so they're a little bit disappointing. I mm-hmm. think to everybody that I don't know if it's. I think it sounds like it might be their pitching is not as hasn't been as good as everybody thought. And well, they uh, just not, had another what another injury here recently. Okay. Um, yes. They well, they have they obviously don't have Tristan McKenzie. That's uh, right. Yep. Yep. And then they also have Savali, who is hurt. That's right. Um, yeah. And then uh, they just recently called up somebody. I don't. I just. I don't know the name. It, they just recently called up one of their prospects to join the starting rotation. So, um, so they're they're a little banged up right now. Um, I know. Yeah, a couple of I know. Let's see, Logan Allen. I think Logan Allen has struggled a little bit. Uh, Cal Quantrell. Um, 
he's kind of hit and miss. I know the night mm-hmm. I watched him against Colorado, he was just getting lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, he... I don't really have the stats in front of me for the, you know, their pitch starting pitching, but it sounds like injuries have kind of plagued them a little bit. So, yeah. And I think, I think he's the one who started this game tonight, Quantrill and, uh, didn't do, didn't do too bad. He only gave up a couple runs um, against the Yankees, and that game's almost over here. Looks Cleveland's trying to uh, mount a comeback here in the top of the ninth. Here, they they got two runners on with with uh, their best hitter at the plate, and they're down down two to nothing still. Um, and uh, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, then there was a couple things that you wanted to talk about, uh, or you and I discussed talking about, um, like like team team M. I'm going to call them team MVP and team LVP uh, so far <laughs> this season. Um, who would your team MVP be so far this year? Well, so far. This for first the first month. month, yeah, yeah, my, I'm gonna, yeah, my, I'd say the guy right now for the first month of MVP, I'm gonna go with Joey Gallo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's you a know, good, good call. He's yes, yeah. his, you know, he's batted, he's batting two thirty six. You know, he's three fifty four on base, seven home runs. I mean, he's just, he's kind of, you know gave his career a little bit of a jump start after, you know, struggling the last couple of years. Um, and I think, you know, he's probably, I would consider maybe one of the, you know, I don't know if I would say he's, he's definitely one of the, not the, the most clutch guy, obviously that's Polanco, but he's definitely helped us out in some clutch situations, you know, but he's just, he's been productive and I think he definitely is, playing better than what we anticipated we would gonna get out of him yeah definitely he looks more like what he has in the past than what he's looked like the last couple of years um you know he's never been a high average guy um and but he will you know he will crush the ball when he actually hits it like you said he's got seven home runs it's time for tied for the team lead with buxton with seven, um, Buxton here, he's he's uh, he's got seven home runs, hitting two fifty-eight, seventeen knocked in. Larnick's got eighteen runs batted in. That's that's good to see. Gallo's got fourteen. Um, <laughs> so that's that's our RBI guys. That's those three guys. Um, and uh, Miranda's got twelve. So, so and even though he's not not been good, Correa still has a ten RBIs. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so as far as my team MVP, I'm gonna go with uh, a pitcher. I gotta go with Funny Gray. Uh, I figured that's who you were going to take, so that's why I picked a batter. <laughs> hey, that's fine. I got to go with a guy whose ERA is under one. 
I mean, it's just it's mind-blowing. You know, he was pretty good last year. And yeah. uh, he's always been a good pitcher, but this is, right now it's otherworldly. And uh, people will be like, can he keep it up? I guarantee he cannot keep this up to this level. No human can. <laughs> no, no. And, but he, you know, that doesn't mean he won't be good. He'll be good, but he, yeah, he'll, uh, he'll be good. He's going to drop off a little bit at some point. I'm sure he's going to have a bad start at some point. Everybody does, you know, yeah. you know, but, uh, but to start off this way, he's, I mean, all the, like the, we talked before the, our top three starters, they've all been really good, but Sonny just stands out a little bit more than the rest. Um, and, uh, but as far as a batter, I think I, you know, I was talking about, might have sounded like I was disappointed in him, but um, really not. Uh, I would think I'm going to go with Byron Buxton because he's got the all-around numbers. Um, you know, he's leading the team, tied for the team lead with home runs. Um, hitting 258, which is isn't doesn't sound great, but that's probably about where we're going to expect him to hit. Um, and uh, showing the power, extra base power. Um, so, you know, he's he's definitely. I think he's offensively showing what we were hoping he would when we drafted him. So. Um, so that's what I'm going to say there. How about the, um, the downside? Who are you picking? As the guy Tell you what, I'll, I got you. two different, I got two different people. So I, okay. depending on which way you go, I'll let you go first. Okay. That's a good question. What did I, or what? I was going to say, there should be three guys on the top of your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go Correa just because he's, you know, because um, he's struggling so bad with the bat um, right now. Um, you know, everything else is just fine, but a guy who's a superstar like that shouldn't be struggling to hit, hit his weight. Um, you know, and I know he'll probably turn it around and, uh, you know, there'll be a month where you can't get him out. But mm-hmm. just right now, he's, he's uh, kind of a, just not doing great. And uh, um, he might be one of the least obvious ones, but uh, that's who I'm going with. All right. Well, I mean, that's debatable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the only reason I wouldn't have taken him is just because his defense hasn't really hurt us. But Oh, no, definitely. No. Outstanding still. I figured you would go with somebody like Nick Gordon. <laughs> well, it's hard hard to do that just because, you know, yes, his numbers aren't good, but at the same time, it seems like he's playing a lot less and maybe the yeah. two correlate, you know. Exactly. He's not doing good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but no, my LVP, I'm going with Giovanni Moran, who okay. has pitched 11 and a half innings. He has an ERA of 617. He's given up 12 hits, nine runs, walk nine, and he has a whip of a horrendous 1.8. 
that's not good. No, no <laughs> he has a minus war right now, so he's definitely not off to a, a start that we were hoping to get out of him. Um, yeah. I would say he's probably right now. I would probably put him that he's doing worse than Pagan, which we didn't think that would be possible. But yeah, notice neither one of us possible. Pick, notice neither one of us picked the two people that people probably thought we were going to pick with Pagan and Kepler. Um, (laughs) Neither one of us went that direction. And I probably would have went Kepler, except he's had a pretty good week this week. Um, So maybe he has finally figured out that, hey, they're not shifting me anymore. (laughs) They can't shift me anymore. Um, You know, he's... He's upped his average to what is it here? I got it, two forty something, I think. I mean, uh, two forty, two forty three or two forty four. Uh, two forty two, close. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, where it was, I think in the one, in the one eighty, one ninety range at the beginning of the week. So, um, and uh, so yeah. That's, that's what I think. And uh, then we wanted to talk about, um, like, uh, well, before we get into that, why don't we talk about a guy who used to play for the Twins organization um, and had the briefest of cups of coffee, as they call it, in a Twins uniform uh, in his, this week's feel-good story of the Major Leagues, Drew Maggi. Uh he uh, he got into a ball game this weekend, um, his first major league ball games, at the age of 33, and uh, got his first couple hits. So um, it seems like I've been hearing about him nonstop this weekend, um, because it's such a neat story that this guy was in the minor leagues for 12, 13 years, and he finally got his shot. Yes, he did. Yeah, right now it's I'm now looking him up on uh, <clears throat> Baseball Reference. So now he's got his own Baseball Reference page. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know, six at bats. He's got two hits. Um, he scored a run. He's got one RBI, and he's batting three thirty three with a three thirty three on base. Obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. So no, it's it's good to hear that that kind of stuff. You know, what what it takes for a guy to just keep crawling and scratching and clawing your way through Mm -hmm. the minors for as long as he has in, you know, and to, you know, not in, you know, up until now really not see a light at the end of a tunnel, which, you know, that light being the bigs, it's just, I mean, what I'd like to know what kept him, other than you know, you know him loving baseball. I mean, what what kept him? I just want to know what kept him going. Because most guys, like I'm sure you, me, or any of our listeners, we probably would have just you know said, okay, I gotta you know I gotta quit doing this. I gotta go, you know, do get something real, real with my life. You know, yeah. As a quote, get a quote unquote real job. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's. <laughs> Yeah, I just you know it's just crazy. I'm 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 glad he made it. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know if, if even if he doesn't have 
you know, the numbers or, you know, any big stats to ever look back on his career. Well, he can just say, Hey, I was great. I was great. Mm-hmm. One I mean, time, if he, one time I was great. If he quit now, he could say he was a 300 hitter in the big leagues. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to throw in how many bats he, he had. Six bats. <laughs> you know. Don't tell anybody that. They can look that up. <laughs> yeah. He could be like Moonlight Graham. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or as he's been compared to, he's like the real life Crash Davis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Spent forever in the minors. Um, so, yeah, I think I saw, I was just watching an interview with him uh, this afternoon. Basically, yeah, he's, he just isn't ready to quit yet. That's the only reason he was still, still playing is he just hasn't, hasn't, uh, run out of the uh, the uh, fire to play, and nobody's no no team has told him, you know that you know there hasn't been a team that uh, you know he's gotten a job. You know, it's not like every major league team has turned him down yet. So he's uh, uh, I'm sure he's had moments where he's like. Maybe I should just see about going into coaching, or maybe that's been brought up to him. Because um, oh, normally, sure. guys who have, who maybe aren't the most successful, um, they uh, um, they turn they out turn to be great coaches. coaches. Yeah. And uh, I kind of think you know um, that's probably what's going to happen to him um, when his when he does finally wrap up his career. Yeah, uh, I'm just glad, like I think everybody else, that he did get, to, did finally get the chance to uh, realize that dream, and uh, was the team was the team that originally drafted him, um, and but it's not the first time they've had him in the organization. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pirates is who he's with, and uh, he he was originally drafted by them. Uh, obviously, the first time around didn't make it to the majors. Traveled. Through a few organizations, one including the Twins, for a couple of years, um, up until last year, I think he was with us for, I think three years, three or four years, and um, he did get called up by the Twins, but didn't appear in a game. Um, and um, so finally, he resigned with Pittsburgh this off season, or and. Uh, uh, Got to realize that dream, so good on him for sticking to it. Um, and speaking of the Pittsburgh Pirates, let's uh, talk about something you had brought, you had suggested as a topic uh, for this. For this, um, our uh, surprisingly good teams, or teams that are surprisingly good this year. Um, I, I, my. In the National League, I'm picking those Pittsburgh Pirates. They're yeah. somehow in first place. You know, and <laughs> whether you want to buy into what I talked about, you know, during our prediction show, I mean, right now, 
this was the team, this was the Pirates team that I was going to, that I think we're going to see definitely next year and the year after. Yeah, they have, you know, with the injury to Cruz right now, I mean, that's, you know, you know, not having him there doesn't seem to have slowed him down. But like I said, this team is a very good young Bill team, and I, I did not expect them to, um, really show this kind of potential so far, you know, in this, this early and especially this year. Um, Cause that is actually who my pick, my surprise pick is for the NL was the Pittsburgh pirates is just, yeah. I mean, I, I, they're definitely a team that you're going to want to sit and watch through the season. You know, they're a good, they're fun. They're a fun, young, talented team. And obviously they have the feel good story of, you know, Drew Maggi and, you know, they're just, they're surrounded with great young talent, you know, whether yeah. it's in, you know, the starting rotation or, you know, out on, you know, in the starting nine. I mean, there's just, it's, it's a good story so far for the Pirates and I hope that they can definitely keep this going. Yeah. We're going to have to start learning their names now. <laughs> I can help you with that one. I can know most of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to have to start. Uh, watching some of their games, uh, just in case this isn't a mirage, um, you know, so that we can. We're, I'm not like who's this guy. The only guy I can safely say I know is Andrew McCutcheon, but he's that's because he's been around for more than a decade. Um, yeah. and he picked a good year to come back to Pittsburgh, whether he knew that or not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um. Uh, how about in the American League? Who did you? Who are you thinking about? I bet I know. Um, honestly, I I I I could go and say the Rays, but I think I'm going to go with the Texas Rangers. Okay. Okay. Um, so far, I mean, we're only a month, you know, but so far, you know, this month, I, you know, the Rangers have. You know, they're, they're sitting on top of the AL West right now, which I thought would, you know, be run by the Astros, which obviously the Astros have, they, you know, they struggled at the beginning of the season, but they're kind of, they're starting to crawl out of the cellar. Um, you know, their pitching other than DeGrom is held up pretty well. Uh, they're, they're definitely hitting the ball and they've just, they've been a pretty productive team so far, definitely ahead of where I predicted them to be so i didn't want it to be too easy and say the rays you know or the orioles i mean anybody can jump on them so well then you're gonna not like you're gonna think i'm a wimp (laughs) that's why that's why i took that's why i took the rangers i do you take one of those other two i had to take the i have to take the rays you can't ignore 23 and 6 man um you just have to be like how do they do this? Uh, you know, they, they have, you know, they do have Wander Franco. Um, and I know they have some good pieces, but if there's no explanation why the, that I can come up with why the poorest team in the division is actually the best team. <laughs> The one that spends the least on their roster is uh, is the team on top. Well, the team that spends the most on their roster annually 
is in last place. Yeah. They're in, currently in last place by eight games tied with the Red Sox. So. Yeah, it's been a good start for, you know, the Rays. Right now they got three players – or I got three, I'm sorry. Six guys that are batting above 300 right now within Josh Lau or Lower Lau, whichever way you want to say it. You know, Harold Ramirez is hitting over 300. Randy Arozarena, Yandy Diaz, Taylor Walls, and uh, obviously Wander Franco. And, you know, the next group of guys are all hitting – you know, around the 240, 270 range, there's, you know, they, they are definitely hitting the ball, you know, and they're definitely hitting a lot of home runs. A lot of guys are, I see a lot of five home run guys, seven home run guys, you know, a couple of fours. I mean, this team, this team is producing, you know, and they definitely have a good pitching staff behind, um, behind Shane McClanahan. And um, I'm drawing a blank. I want to say glass now isn't is glass now pitching. No, not yet. Uh, no. This Rasmussen. There you go. That's who I meant. Rasmussen. Rasmussen is the next guy on the list that I am seeing here. He's only three and two, but uh, I'm guessing the rest of his numbers are going to be 3.66 ERA, whip of 1.28. Uh, Struck out 34 while only walking nine. Yeah, he's doing really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zach Eflin. Um, Another good pitcher. I think he was their big pickup in the offseason. Um, yeah, their only one. <laughs> so, yeah, they're definitely a team. If they're going to have somebody outstanding, it's a guy that they drafted um, for the most part. You know, if they sign a free agent, it's almost always been a guy who's just who uh, nobody wanted. <laughs> um, it's seen, at least that seems like it. But uh, but he's been doing well. It's just crazy though that twenty three and six. Well, the Oakland A's sit there at six and twenty three. So mm-hmm. pure images of each other. Um, in the record department there. Um, but, um, all right. And then how about the opposite? The teams that are surprisingly bad. <laughs> well, year. right I, now, the team in the NL that I'm really disappointed in so far or just shocked that they're just not playing that great is – the St. Louis Cardinals. I was going to say that. You know, I picked them to win this division, you know, other than maybe with a little battle from, you know, a little bit of a tight battle with the Brewers, you know, I Mm -hmm. I, I had them hands down winning this division because we know that whoever wins this division, is going to make the playoffs. It's, you know, I doubt we're going to get a wild card team out of this, you know, unless the Brewers who are in second place continue you know, continue to play or, you know, whoever finishes second continues to play, you know, very consistent. But yeah, I'd have to go with that. That's, yeah, they're, they've kind of fell off the, they've kind of fallen off. Yeah, that's, that's who I picked too. Um, So they're 10 and 19 right now in last place, 10 games out already. 
that yeah definitely you and I were on the same page with that one we mm-hmm. we both said they were gonna win the division um and uh um I don't you know Pittsburgh is winning the division I still don't think they're gonna win the division at this point though I I mean I don't I mean it wouldn't be unheard of for a team to come back from 10 games down no. this early because um, they so you know it's only May 1st today um, so it's definitely doable they could um, and but I I think they're going to struggle getting past the Brewers at this point um, so they may still finish first or second but they're definitely off to an awful start those Cardinals mm-hmm. you know and then um all right. Yeah, that's the team that stuck out to me because all the, I mean, maybe the Phillies, you know, they're above 500, but they're they're in fourth place. Um, I definitely thought they'd be one of one of the top three in that division, if not the top two. Um, definitely thought they'd be, you know, and they're barely, you know, they're only a game from being in the top three of that division. They're trailing the Marlins by one game. but uh, um, So I didn't go that way. I think, like anybody, the Cardinals just stuck out. Because like, we knew the Rockies wouldn't be good. Uh, yeah. You had more faith, I think, than the Giants than I do. They're um, four games out, but they're 11-16. You you definitely had more faith in the Arizona Diamondbacks than I did. And they're they're in first place, tied for first mm-hmm. with the Dodgers. Um, so I'm getting so. How about on the positive or in the we already did the positive. How about um, did you have another bad uh, team that um, you thought you're like really disappointed in or? Um, you're going to, well, in the AL, you're going to yeah. be a little surprised at my answer. Honestly, right. I think so far the most disappointing team in the AL right now is it's got to be the White Sox. <laughs> got to be the White Sox. I put them and Seattle, actually. Yep, that was my other team, too, because yep. right now the White Sox are just, they are horrible. They're horrendous. Yep. I and mean, I even got broadcasters getting them. in trouble. Mm-hmm. With comments about the player, uh, you can tell that story. You you heard about it before I did. Yeah. So tell him what Stu Stone did. I guess. What's that? Tell him everybody. You can tell everybody what Steve Stone said. Oh, basically. <laughs> all right. So Steve Stone had a a few choice words about. Lance Lynn's struggles and um, and basically it had to do with his uh, his lifestyle of being his weight and his comments kind of went along the line about he might play a little better if he ate a few more salads (laughs) (laughs) so and I can't imagine that sat well with too many people obviously if he was already out there um already apologizing for his comments yeah i saw it on twitter that he was apologizing and uh because i 
been out of the loop the last three days. I was like, what is he apologizing for? And then I was like, oh, he called Lancelot Lynn Fat. <laughs> so he got in trouble for telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> he quite frankly, more tactful. Um, and quite frankly, if I was Lance Lynn, I wouldn't really give a flying fortress what anybody says. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. If he, because I haven't heard that he made a big deal about it. I think no fan reaction. Um, I would guess. Um fan reaction or something um so he felt compelled to make an apology um so yeah it, and to me it was like uh with the uh mariners uh did i pick them to win the division i know no, i think second um right now they are where is the alf uh east Central West. They're in fourth place, five games up at 12 and 16 this year. I, you know, I, I'm not surprised that exactly that they're behind Houston or Texas. A little surprised they're behind the Angels, though. Um, although I think a lot of a lot of people thought the Angels or think the Angels should be better than they have been the last decade um, when you have Mike Trout on your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are 15 and 14, the Angels are two and a half games out. So it's not like Seattle's doing, you know, they're only five games out. Definitely they can come back from this, but I had I had to pick somebody that was a little surprising. Didn't want to go with the obvious uh, choice of Oakland. Um, <laughs> I want to be a little well, more creative than that. Yeah, um, we already knew what we had in Oakland. So, I mean, remember I said 54 and a half games. I'm hammering the under. And so far, they might, they, at this rate, they might not win that many games. Might struggle to get there, you know, 6 and 23. You know, um, already 11 and a half games out of first. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a long summer. And uh, I don't know how many more years they're going to be in Oakland. Nobody does. Um, you know, sad, sad situation. We've already discussed to death with that. Yeah, exactly. And if you guys want some great entertainment on anything to do with Oakland, I would highly recommend listening to Locked On A's. Uh, I can't remember the host's name right away, but I kind of started listening to him and he's just, I mean, he, he lays it all out there. He's very good at discussing every, you know, anything that comes up new as far as the whole situation in Oakland and Vegas, you know, the possibility of them moving the team. He's been pretty good about updating and giving his own, uh, you know, opinion on it. He's very blunt with it. So, uh, Definitely entertaining to listen to. Yeah, I might have to check that out. Interesting to hear what his uh, what he uh, thinks is. So, yeah, he's sad. You know, there's been some bad times of being a Twins fan, but I don't never had uh, uh, 
So that's where it was almost a lock that they're going to win. They're going to lose a hundred games. You know, <laughs> never saw a Twins team that that bad. No. Um, you know, there's a couple times they lost over ninety. Lost over ninety, I think, in my lifetime. But mm-hmm. but uh, nothing where you went into the season going like they're they're not even going to win sixty games this year. Never yeah. had that feeling. So. Um, so. That's too bad. Uh, Looks like that's all the things that I had uh, to talk about. I don't know. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you can think of? No, I think we pretty much hit on a bunch of things tonight that, you know, something to, you know, it was something a little different being, so, you know, we just got through our first month of baseball and we'll probably make know. this a monthly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, something to do other than just go through the week that was. So, sounds, yep. sounds cool. Um, yep, sounds good to me. So, so yeah. Um, so, I guess we can all look forward to that. Um, other than that, man. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything we didn't cover that's been going on. Um you know, there's, we covered the injured pitcher and that situation. Uh, yeah, I think we're good. All right. Thank for anybody who made it to the end of this. We've been going for almost 100 minutes here. Um, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here and say goodnight and hope you all join us next week. All right. Have a good week, everybody. All right. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Twins Nation podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Twins Nation podcast. On Twitter, we're at at Twins Nation pod. And Joe is at Big Joe Gun.